Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. All right. Just finished up homeschool and I wanted to jump on here live because I have been getting some really great questions over the past week and more today. So in my journal book, I actually have the questions all compiled from emails and messenger. And I just want to thank you all for uh, contacting me. Jen Lowry writes at gmail.com with your author questions. So now we're having this Q&A and getting to hang out. So, hey, <laughs> I'm tired tonight, um, but I'm here and I'm ready to go. So if you've got any additional questions for me as we move through tonight, just drop them in the chat. Uh, you got any author questions, anything about publishing? Um, maybe what I'm reading right now, because, you know, I would love to share that with you. Um, so whatever you got. So the first one, I actually got an email. Hey, Anne, Anne, author questions. So all of these are from emails or messages, like Messenger or people finding me on my pages. Uh, so I love doing these Q&As. Uh, it's great to have you here, Anne. I gave you a shout out, Anne, uh, in one of my podcasts. I'm so excited about A Tale of Ashes. Anne's book is coming out April the 13th. YA Fantasy, y'all. So Anne is with me over. She's on my Facebook author page. So here is the famous Anne. Hey, Anne. Um, so the first question that I got. And I had to chuckle at this one, y'all, because someone asked me, what does your schedule look like? And do you really not have time? <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is hilarious, too, because my dear friend, Michelle, we were talking one day. And I was like, oh, I'm going to check my calendar. And then I didn't have my calendar. I had left it <laughs> on my desk. I was like, OK, that's not helping. So. Guys, okay, let me tell y'all. I went to the outlets with my niece and my family, and I went to like the bookstore, calendar store, you know, the really cool place that has all kinds of beautiful calendars. I just have to show you this fancy thing with these butterflies. So, all that looks blank right now. Yeah, 
but uh, it's not going to be blank for long. So this was March. This was my calendar for March. And I know that it's not like some people have all of their fancy smancy calendars and they do all kinds of X, Y's and Z's on there. But trust me, I needed this in my life. Y'all ready to see April? Y'all ready? <laughs> oh, and there's my book list for April. You can see that. I have a book list stuck in there. Um, there's April. You can see that it's filled up. And I had to block out Saturdays. They are non-negotiables. Those are days where I can't schedule anything. Um, I did Sundays for nano writing specifically for setting up my goals and writing online and doing writing sprints. So I tried my best to have protected nano time there to really boost my word count for the week because I wouldn't know what my week was going to look like. And so then May is already starting to fill up with events. And I got to June and I already have four things on my calendar for June. So I'm just letting you guys know that when I tell y'all that, you know, I'm busy, I'm busy. So when I got the email, like, are you sure? Like, what's it, what's your schedule looking like? What does, how does that your schedule work? Well, guys, I work a full-time job where I am fully committed to the task at hand, literacy coaching, working with my students, teaching, and I've got English one. And I'm doing all that by day. And so then as soon as school closes out, I get in the car and I'm on the podcast and I'm talking to you guys in the car on the way home because that's the amount of time I have. Then I'm home. I'm trying to get maybe a power nap. We've talked about that. Uh, sometimes I can get one. Sometimes I can't. Like yesterday, I couldn't because I was working on the poetry book. So I had to say, what was I going to give up? Then I was tutoring a student. So I had to give up that time and it pushed homeschool late. Um, I'm homeschooling at night. We finished just a little bit earlier tonight. Um, and I was going to say, well, you know what? You know, my husband's exercising right now. Um, he's listening. He was listening to Guns N' Roses. I was like, wait, that's Welcome to the Jungle. I can hear it. I, I love you. It was so random. Um, so. I was like, I'm getting ready to go do this live and answer these questions. And so you guys know, like, I am packed, but I've got to get my writing time in too. So today, how much time did I take with my poetry book? It's about 45 minutes that I could give right before I had to cook supper. And I looked over at Eli and I was like, I'm so tired. And I was going to make the best chicken, y'all, uh, fried chicken nuggets. And we got Chick-fil-A sauce now from Food Line. Like, score, lucky day. <laughs> I even took a picture of that Chick-fil-A sauce. I shouldn't have done it. I sent it to Solomon. But I had like 45 minutes. And I was like, man, I don't feel like cooking. Like, he's like, you want me to go pick you up something? We can pick up something. I'm like, but I just stopped by the grocery store. got groceries. So we don't really need to spend money on something else. But I've got the food. I'm like, he's like, but I'm helping you in the kitchen. So, of course, he helps me. And uh, we went in and cooked together. But I took about 45 minutes and I finished up the book. So then as soon as supper was over, I jumped right in making images for the ARC reviews for book bloggers, reviewers, and anybody who loves poetry. They could get that. So I had to do that really fast. So it's not like I'm going to spend tons of times on an image. 
because I don't have a lot of time. So I'll pop in something really fast, get my QR code on there, get the form created, go, go, have it done. The form, I've taken a little bit of time to do that form. Um, I saw an idea last week and I tried to modify it and adapt it and it works for me. So my schedule kind of looks like that right before supper. If I don't take a nap, a little bit more time before supper, maybe 10, 15 minutes after, then I go straight into homeschool and it's full force uh, with that world. And then afterwards, I'm going to be writing Nana. So that's going to be some tired writing. Um, thank God for my editor now. Somebody did ask me the other day on the podcast, what mistake had I made? And I was like, oh, that's a great question. I, I started off my life, my career in the author world without an editor. And why I did that it was because I was broke. <laughs> like, no budget. It's like, what? Wait, how much? The editor? Wait, what? I can't. I can't. But the Lord blessed me with my editor. I love her so very much. Sally Shoup is an amazing editor. And I'm just so thankful the Lord sent her my way. And I pray that she's my editor forever and a day. Let's just say that. Okay. Next question I got. So, can you really write a book during Nano? I need hope. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> because then I can talk right back to this person. And I'm like, hope lives in the time that you carve out. So, what time can you carve out? That's what I'm asking you for Nano. And don't beat yourself up about the project. So, when they asked me that, I could say, think about me last year. Here I am learning nano for the first time. I'd never done it before until Anna Tish. You guys know this story I tell all the time. And they were like, you got to do nano, nano, nano. So I was like, okay, I got it. So I jumped in, absolutely loved it. And I wrote the Sunday Killer Live. And I wrote that book during the July nano. And I will, that's always going to be my nano baby. Um, so when people ask me, can it happen? So when I got that message this week, does Nano really work? It works when you carve the time. It works with you. It's not going to magically write your book. It's not like it's going to like turn on April and all of a sudden these magical forces are going to creatively knock on your door and write your book for you. We don't have little elves running. Well, it would be nice, wouldn't it, Anne, if we had little elves running around. We do in our head. Anne does in her head. Anne's writing Nano book two. Go, Anne. So, you know, when somebody asks me, is there hope? Does Nano work? It helps you for goal setting and it helps you to carve out time. You will say, oh, well, I got this goal. Well, I need to make some time for that. And so you seem to make it work. So maybe, you know, like think about Christmas shopping. You know, Christmas is coming up, right? You know, it's getting closer. You carve out time to go online and shop or try to find a perfect gift for someone. Or maybe you want to do an act of service during that time. And you make the time. You rearrange. And Nano is kind of like the same thing for me. Now, I'm just speaking from the experiences that I had last year. So when I worked that Camp July Nano, that one, I wrote The Sunday Killer. Well, what did I do in November? I was working full time, had a lot going on in the midst of a lot of things, guys. So did I write 50,000 words during November? No, but I had a different goal. I was working on my Easy Reader Chapter book. 
I wanted to start Nano with an Easy Reader. And after that, Easy Reader, I decided I'm going to take and move from first page, first chapter, and I'm going to work all the way till the end. And I'm going to publish this book. I'm going to get it ready. I'm going to have it ready to send to the editor. I'm going to have everything, um, interior formatting. And that's what I worked on, my easy reader. So that was still a big task for me. But it was one that I set as a personal goal for Nano. So your Nano project does not have to be this, I'm going to write this 50,000 words. You can make choices in the nano world um, you have that autonomy to do so so i'm going to have a goal for april for twenty thousand words it's not going to be fifty thousand words but i'm going to be really excited if i get to that goal so that's my nano goal and i'm going to be announcing that project live with friends we're going to be announcing it soon and doing all of that for prep for nano and I'm just, you know, really looking forward to the spring break time, to the time that I have to spend with my family, but also just that time when I can have some really quality writing structured time, writing live. Guys, I'm going to be cutting the camera on and it's just going to be quiet in the here. I'm not going to have any music playing because I don't have copyright. I'm just going to be writing, writing, writing. Um, and you guys can hang out with me if you're writing, do some sprints. We're just hanging out. We can talk every now and then. But I'm really looking forward to the community that Nano brings, but the structure that it also like kind of forces me into that space. So it's like a it's a good mind shift for me. Um, and then I connect with other people in my cabin in the woods. I have a Nano camp. I have a net a Nano cabin. I get to go on each day and check off my goals. So I love it. So you're asking me, is there hope for Nano? The answer is yes. Okay. And then someone asked me, wait, what's up? Why are you talking about Nano for April? Isn't it only in November? So when I was talking on the podcast one day, gosh, it was probably last week. Uh, one of the listeners messaged and said, isn't it in November? Am I missing something? Now, I did message them right back and I let them know, wait, go check it out. Because, guys, I was learning it just like y'all. Like, Tish was like, oh, when, when Nano comes up in April. And I was like, oh, there's an April one? <laughs> okay. And when was it that I read the Sunny Killer? She was like, July camp. And I was like, thanks, Tish. And then I was like, okay, I've got this. I can do this work. I got April coming and it just really helped just, you know, encourage me during that time to say, okay, this is when I can work on this project from Story Seeds. I've got two projects now that I'm hoping I can get through. I finished the poetry book. So project one is done. First round is done on that one. And that was going to be a nano project, but it's done. I'm finished it. I finished, finished. Um, so now I'm just solely working on this nonfiction book that I have and the goal of 20,000 words. So um, thanks for that, listener, uh, tuning in and then saying, wait, what's happening? Uh, did I miss something about Nano? Y'all go to the Nano website and let's put up our projects together. So, oh, let me check my calendar. <laughs> that might be a good thing to do. So my calendar actually has these Nano dates on there where we're going to announce 
all of our projects live. Oh, it's the 29th. So the 29th on Monday at two o'clock. And you say, wait a second, lady, I thought you worked. Well, uh, spring break. Ha ha. I'm going to be on spring break next week. So you guys will see me all over the place. It's going to be 100% dedicated to, well, family and writing. That's it. So I'm excited. Okay. So how do you get your videos out to people? What is the way that you promote your videos? So here's the deal with me and promoting my videos. I'm just hanging out, right? I'm here. I make a tutorial. Uh, I'm on doing maybe a webinar or sharing some tool or go. If you go and look back at the Jen Lowry Writes episodes, you'll be able to see interviews that I've had from the podcast. Um, we do writing sprints. And so what happens after I finish doing a video, I just go down and I start embedding things and sharing things out. So I will take and then copy the video link and I will go and put it on my blog a lot of times. I don't do it 100% of the time, but I do it a lot because I do have a lot of subscribers for my blog and that gives them an opportunity to say, oh, Jen's made a new video if they haven't come over here and subscribed. So if you're on YouTube right now, I'd love it if you would subscribe to the channel. That would be cool. Um, and hit the bell because then you would be able to get notifications when my videos are up. But how do I promote my videos? I just share them out, put them on Instagram. Maybe sometimes I'll do the clips, especially now if it's an interview. If I have a podcast interview, I'm taking pictures of that. They're all going everywhere. But if I'm doing like a solo video, I may put that up on Instagram, I may not, but I will often just hit share and I'll put it on my Pinterest page, I'll share it to Twitter, I'll put it up on LinkedIn, I'll put it up if I feel like maybe people in my Facebook author community might want to see it. It's just according to the purpose of the video and where I felt like it needed to go next. So I make those choices based on the content and then sometimes I'll just make randoms. Oh, put it there, there, there. <laughs> So maybe not a good rhyme or reason to what I'm doing right here with how do I get my videos out to people. But there is another another way I do it, too, is that when somebody asks me. So, for example, I got an email and I was asked about websites and and Elview. I got to shout you out. So I'm talking to Ann over here. She's on the Facebook page, but I had to shout Ann out for that because when someone asked me about websites, I was the first one to say, okay, I'm not a website expert. I have a functional website. And let me describe to you what I believe is the purpose of my website and how that runs. And guys, on my calendar now, and it's going to be proud of me, I have website review actually written down. So on the end of every month, I am to go onto my website, check everything. Every time that I make a newsletter, I go and check anyway. And when I get new subscribers, I add them to my week shout out subscriber list. So I will do that and check up on my website. But if I'm not making a newsletter, I'm probably not checking it. So that means that I really need to have that on my calendar. So I've actually intentionally now put it there. Yes. So when this person emailed me and said, I need help. Tell me what to do. 
I'm like, look, Ian has really helped us in the WWJs, and we made a video. And that video is banked, and it's on the playlist at the WWJs video links. So I was like, hold on, let me go get it. I went and grabbed it, put it right there in the message. So that person could then have a link that they could go back and learn from Anne's brilliance. And that can help them connect with other authors out there and learn names and say, oh, I got to go to their website and all of that good stuff. So I just want to let you guys know that even if I'm not like, perfect at something i do have like the functional website where if you do go to the landing page you figure out pretty quick like okay that's an author there so i'm, I'm kind of sending that message <laughs> but i don't know like all of the ins and outs of it i do all the captionings for my pictures i make sure that um you know i'm really thinking of the color like right when you see it and all of that i'm, I'm really trying but i'm not perfect but I'm working on a minimal budget too. And that's fine for me. I like having the different tabs. Hey, Tish, I've been giving you shout outs the whole night. Um, so that message for me was cool because I was like, oh, I've got a video and we've got someone who taught us about websites. And then this was something else that, ah, yes, it's live. Yes, we are live from Scotland. So I will let you guys know that when we held a little mini session within our writing group, that was powerful for me because I was able to pull up my website. And then, for example, Tish would say, Tish, I don't want to misquote you, but Tish was like, you know what? You could group your books in this way. I do. I do want to give you credit for that, Tish. It's been a while, but I think it was you. And I was like, oh, yeah, if I group them out by genre, that makes sense. Instead of just having them all scroll across all in this weird order. Um, and so I rearranged my site as soon as we left that critique session. So the next piece of wisdom that I gave was based on experience. I was like, look at models. Go and find your favorite authors. Check out their websites. So when that question came to me about help me, help me, what do I do? Go out and check them out. Subscribe to their newsletters. See what's up with them. See how they make announcements about what's happening in their author world. Um, how they lay out their books. What are the different tabs? Check it all. Then after you do that, Go and just start to build, start researching, which is the best platform for you. And Anne did that work. Anne's over on Facebook Live. Um, Anne did a lot of that work and had that video and it's banked on our channel. So I shared that video out. Then I'm like, have a critique group. Get some people that would tell it to you straight. Get a writing group together. Get your family, your friends. I'm telling you right now, my boys are always a part of my system because my boys are going to tell me straight up the truth. My kids are like amazing when it comes to that. And they will say, no, mom, don't like that. Maybe pick this. Like they are straight to the point. They don't even try to, to say, well, and try to make good out of it. They'll just say, no, that's bad. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. <laughs> 
thanks, I needed to hear it. And then I move on. So get a critique group to check your website out. Give them the test, all the functions too. Have them sign up for your newsletter. See if it works. Have them contact you to make sure your contact form works because that's really what you want. You want someone to be able to contact you, sign up for newsletters, see where you live, welcome them into your house, and then have all of your other social media links so they can click and then go follow you out where you're probably a lot more active than just on the website. So that's my advice. So thank you for emailing me that question. And I hope that that video was helpful and that you subscribe to the channel. All right. So another question that I got was, how did I set up my Patreon? Okay. Patreon is extremely easy for me to set up. I, I think that that's just going through creating the account. What was a transition for me was that when I first started, again, I was looking at models. I was seeing what other authors were doing out there. And I was like, you know what? Um, I really liked how they set up their tiers. I could do something similar. Well, then it really wasn't me. And so it took some prayer and it took some time. And then when I found the place with Writing Warriors for Jesus, it was just like Holy Spirit driven completely. So I went back in and I restructured my tiers and I completely changed it up, went on Canva, created new banners and it worked. It fit. It was like a breath of fresh air and it was what it was meant to be. And so when, when I got the question, how did I set my Patreon up? It's really simple to set up a Patreon. And then the next thing you do is you build it. You know, you have it there. You, you think about your tiers. You're intentional about what you're doing. You make sure it matches you. It matches your brand. It's what you're about, but it's also what you can commit to. So if you are setting up this Patreon account and then, you know, people are going to donate or they're going to support you, then be of service to someone. Follow through with that commitment, whatever it is that you said that, okay, I can do this thing. So I will say, um, I will say to you guys that with the Patreon Avenue, that was huge for me to open up doors and for me to meet new people and to meet my writing people. And it has brought so much joy to my life. The Writing Warriors for Jesus, I mean, for real, y'all, I cannot even tell you how much um, that has brought value to me and my life. And I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. We can say that now, Tish and Ann. Um, we can say brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, but I will say that setting it up is easy. Thinking through what you want to do is a little bit more difficult. So take your time. Don't rush it and make it work and make it happen and make sure that you can follow through. All right. So I've got that question taken care of. Another one was, how do you engage with readers? Like, how are you out there being present? So guess what I did? I shared the video that Michelle and I made, how to engage with K-12 readers and why books matter. So we did a, a live. And we just shared our screens and we gave tons of advice 
um, from just lived experiences and some things that we want to try that were low, medium, and high maintenance points that we could consider that we could do for future book releases, for launches, for activities and celebrations. So we've made these behind the scenes lists. We have them in a Google folder for the WWJ group, but we went live with bunches of those already out there to share. And we talked through a lot of them that we, and so what I found from that is what I thought might've been something low maintenance. Then Michelle was like, well, that's pretty high maintenance here for me. And so that's where when you're looking at tips on how to engage with readers, you can get tons of that by Googling, by reading blogs, by going on YouTube and checking out YouTubers out there. So you can create a list. You can brainstorm a list with your writing group. You can say, okay, what are you seeing out there? How are other authors engaging with readers? And you can follow them as models. But bottom line, you got to do you. And we all have our calendars, right? Like we all have what we've got going on. And we've got to be like reasonable. We've got to live a balanced life. So you've got to really start thinking about things like what's that low maintenance? What's the medium? And then what's the high maintenance? What is something that's going to take maybe multiple steps for me to accomplish, which means multiple steps, multiple times, time slots. What is that going to look like? Ask questions. This was another piece of advice that I gave to someone just this week. If someone is asking you to do an event or join them in a collaboration, one, it's an honor to be asked, right? Because you were thought of. So that is very special. So one, hooray, right? Celebrate that. Celebrate that collaboration, that friendship. Also ask questions and then maybe take a pause and say, let me pray about that. Let me take time to look at the, my schedule. Let me consider what else that would mean for me. What I, if I can shift some things around or, you know, how much does that entail out of me? What are you expecting out of me? Or what does this look like? Um, and so ask questions and that's okay. And then if you have to pause and say, look, I'd like to pray about this because like, for example, the WWJ conference in August. So we have the August and 6th and 7th conference that's coming. We also have the May 22nd Youth Summit. So that's coming up too. But I asked someone that I really felt that would be perfect. I just felt like Holy Spirit call. And I was like, this would be a perfect person to be on this agenda for us. So I was bold and I had no fear. You know, jumped and I said, would you like to be a speaker at the conference? I got that back. I got a pause. I got, let me pray about it. I got, can you tell me more? Can you tell me what this looks like? What would that demand be on my day? Are you expecting me to be at the entire thing or just for my slot? And they work like clear cut questions. And I valued that. And I was like, wow, I respect that so much. And you know what I also respect? I respect the no. So if someone comes back and says, no, I'm really sorry, you know, whatever this was, I can't do that. I'm sorry, I can't be on your podcast or 
you know what? I respect that no. Because I understand that everybody lives in their different spaces with their different demands and their different priorities and goals. And who am I to be the boss of that life and expect everyone to just say yes to me? Uh, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so I will let you guys know that is a great approach. Yeah, Tish said taking a pause helps along with prayer. And sometimes people will just be like, yes, I'm going to do it. Yes, I'm going to do it. Yes, I'm doing that too. And when you say all those yeses, <laughs> woo, sometimes you can say I've over yesed. I've over committed. What have I done to myself? And especially if you've already got like busy things happening. And so always take that time to consider. So that for me, um, I, I even talked about this on the podcast too. Because of because of this conversation, because of this um, and that other experience that I had is like all coming in. It's like the Lord gives me experiences, uh, real time work. And then I'm on the podcast and then people are reaching out to me. I love it because it allows me to talk through it. And hopefully this can help somebody. But I was talking about it on the podcast, too. And I was like, guys, yes, I know. Like joy, you know, it's Jesus, it's others and it's you. And, and I get that. And we want to serve. And, and we have a servant heart. I understand that. But then there are times where no is okay. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say, I'm so sorry that I'm not able to commit to that. So like when I was approached about being in a conference and would I be a speaker for the conference? I didn't have to think about that except look at my calendar. Like I looked at it. I'm like, oh, well. I do have a book launch that day. I got a date with my boys that day. Tell the kids where we're going to Chili's. So I can work around that day. I can give a little bit of time that day. I can give you a full time, full day the day before. And I committed. Like all I needed to do was check my calendar. But I still had to pause, right? I'm pausing. I'm excited. I'm praying. I'm thanking Jesus. I'm approaching it with gratitude. I'm approaching it with gratitude forever. Because that is the place that I choose to live in. So then I'm emailing back. The date's fine. This is what I can commit to. And then during the second day, I was able to say, look, I've got a date planned with my kids. And we're going to Chili's. And uh hook up with you guys later. Check you out. Thanks for meeting me and meeting you. And great for connections. But I really do have to go. I had other plans. And then I had a podcast that morning. Um, Tish was celebrating with me and I was on her podcast. Then I moved from that and went to the conference studio. Then I moved from that and had a date. Then I moved back and had a launch party. I had it all planned out, but I could give the time that I could give. And then I had a fulfilling, wonderful day promoting the book and sharing out about Love Over Pizza. Love that weekend. Just memories right there. So that was a great question that I got. And that was from one of the podcasts. We were talking through that. Um, Okay, so words of wisdom about engagement. So I was asked if I could like give them some words of wisdom. So one of them, I was like, be a reader. I was like, guys, just read. And so I want to share some new books that I got in the mail this week. Oh, look what I got in the mail. Now I've had the ebook copy. This is Accepting Eliza's Heart. This is from Emma Michelle DeRosier. Guys, I got to share it. It's lovely. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Beauty. So, um, 
absolutely love this book. So I'm a reader and not only do I collect like romance, uh, picture books, look at Tracy's Zoe in Double Trouble. Love it so much. Look, author, illustrator, Tracy Murdoch. Love her, WWJs. And then look what I got, Tisha Ann, Leaning the Last Lightning Bug. I've been getting all kinds of books in the mail this week. Um, absolutely love Allison's new book. So be a reader, share out what you're reading, and then support authors too. I can't tell you how much that will just like make that other author feel really good. I think, I think, I know it makes me feel good when people share me out. Um, but then you get to read great books and you get to experience the worlds that these authors have created. So, and you get to hug their books. You get to spend time with them for a while. So I will say be a reader and then share out what you're reading. If you go to my Instagram right now at Jen Lowry Writes or you're on my Facebook page, you can see the what I'm reading tags. And we just started a brand new book, um, The Darkest Rising Sequence. And never read that one before by Susan Cooper, but that's what we're reading in homeschool. So I've got a homeschool book. I've got a book for research right now that I'm reading called Close Your Eyes. I've got um, the books that I've been reading for a podcast that's going to be coming up in May. So I've got like tons of books that I'm reading, but then I'm sharing those books out. So be a reader, share about what you're reading, support authors. Please do that. I, I can't tell you that enough. Um, and join writing groups because writing groups can help you also to engage with readers because you can come up with really cool, like cool, fun events. You can do that. But they can also help you build your author network with other authors that you guys could partner together and do swaps and share. So trust me, trust me. How can you be more present online? Okay, so got that question. So I want to just let you guys know, just show up, like show up in comments. Um, oh, online book clubs are nice. Yes, they are. Um, join those. Uh, makes make sure that you've got your account set up all across social media. Um, start building yourselves on Goodreads. That's a great way that you can share what you're reading right now too. Leave reviews. Talk about the books that you're reading and those reviews. Um, that's always positive. But you can just share, like just be there. Um, you can take random photos when you're out at the park. You can take pictures of your puppy dog like Tish is doing, like Ann does. Ann's making wonderful videos right now, Ann, on her Instagram. And she's sharing parts about the book and the character profiles with character cards. There's Pinterest boards. You could do all kinds of visual boards. There's so many ways that you can show up online. And you can be present. You can engage with the wonderful Twitter community. Twitter is great for that, guys. Um, I just want to let you guys know that there are like hundreds of ways, <laughs> seriously, that you can engage, that you can be present online. The bottom line is that how much, ask yourself the question, well, how much time am I spending on that? And is it taking away from the writing that I'm doing? 
because if it is, you got to get the writing done. So don't like spend hours, hours and hours on social media. That's not what I'm giving you permission to do. Okay. I'm saying you can go in and out in these different places. You can visit for a while. Okay. You can pop in on Instagram every now and then. You can like a post. You can comment. You can share. You can put your own post up and you can do some hashtags. Get out. You're out. Move. Then you go from there and you can go to Twitter. And while you're there, you can pop in and you can check and see what people are, you know, conversing about in the book world. You can share what you're reading. You can ask questions about the author community. Then you can pop out of there and go to your Facebook author page. You can also repurpose a lot of that work. So if you see the what I'm reading posters now, so we're reading this middle grades fantasy in homeschool. I've got that now on an image that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I'm sharing that out and I'm letting people know what's up, not only in my author life, but what's just up with me. What am I, what am I doing with homeschool? So that is something about how to be present. You will find your place. You will. You just have to keep out there. So if you ask me, where do I feel most at home? Of course, I've been on Facebook the longest and my family is there. And I love to connect with my family and friends. But I have a separate page for that. And I have a page on my author Facebook where I'm engaging with readers there. And so there are oftentimes many things that I will even share back. I will pop, pop in something on my Facebook that I will share with family and friends so they can see it too. So they can know what's happening in my author world as well. So when that question came to me, how can you be more present online? I can just say, build your platforms, show up, engage, be you, have fun. Look at it as you're learning from others because there are so many people have so much to share. And they're, guys, I'm taking pictures of stuff I love all the time. So, for example, online, I'm present. I'm doing my thing, but I'm also checking out what others are doing and I'm snapping things that I really like. So I've got snapshots of things on my phone of things that I really like, images that I like, um, ways that they're setting up their um, cover reveals, ways that they're introducing their books. So when I saw an idea last week, I'm messaging Michelle and going, hey, Michelle, look, this is something I want to adapt modify change i want to work it with a google form but it's something that i can do um instead of going through from another channel that i was watching them do i was like i could do it this way and so i went out and, and started building from something that i saw online and so that's what i really encourage you to do is to be present support other authors and so you know find your writing group and just grow and know that it started with zero. You're starting with nothing. You have no followers. That's fine. We all started zero. Don't feel bad. Don't put all of the, you know, if I've got to have all these likes. I got to have all, no, you just keep being there. Just keep showing up, keep engaging. That authentic engagement, that's powerful, guys. Um, that's where, that's where it's at. It's not about like how many you get, but like, like true engagement that you're reaching. So, the next one, I would say, oh, so would I review online products? So I got that one just today. And my response back was, if it fits 
for my audience. So if you're going to send me something that doesn't fit with my audience, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to decline that because that's really not me. So for me, for, you know, reviewing online, like is my channel a review site? I review books. That's great. I do that. And I'm blogging and I'm doing blog reviews. I love that because I love to be able to share what matters to me about a book. But if there's a product that comes my way that matters to the author community, that matters to my homeschool life, you know, all of that world. And I would be able to share that out. Sure. I would love to. I did a spelling UC review for Sam for homeschool. We did Saxon math review for homeschool. So I also do videos like that online. It's not just about, okay, I'm writing the Sunday killer or I'm writing this new poetry book. Like I actually do some homeschool work too. So that was a great question. And the answer is, yes, I would be open to reviewing products online, but those do need to align with what my message is. And what I'm like currently working on, like with the author world or homeschool, like if it fits those things, um, I would love to do that. So there, that's that answer. Um, oh, how do you use StreamYard? And do I have the free version or the paid version? So I got that email this week. I got that message this week. And I want to let you know that up in the top corner, you can see the Jen Lowry writes. You can see that brand there. Um, I can do these little scrolls, these little banners, um, like, look, email me at jenlowrywrites.com. I can do, um, oh, you can follow me on social media, jenlowrywrites. All that is for the pay program. Um, I pay for that next step up to be able to have that. And it's my brand logo. Um, I can put, um, you know, little banners ticking going across, you know, I'm writing live. Sorry, I'm not talking right now, but I'll be there in a few minutes, you know, that kind of thing. But I do, I pay for that and I can triple stream. So I'm on YouTube, Twitch and Facebook live right now. And this all started, this whole streaming thing all started because we were trying to find a platform last year to be able to hold the WWJ conference. And so I'm very thankful that all of that led to this. So StreamYard is what I use. And I know other people use different ones. And y'all could drop them in the chat, which streaming services that you use. Um, I was on Zoom and I had a paid plan for Zoom. Then I moved over to StreamYard and I haven't looked back. And I've been on StreamYard for a year. So the answer is it's easy. You can set up a free account. You can record and you can stream to a channel. So you can stream to your YouTube. Um, but you just will have the little stream yard. You'll have a little, um, their image up there, their logo up there. That's fine. Um, I started with that version too. And then I moved because I wanted to practice it. I wanted to see if I could use it. I wanted to see if I liked it. Uh, so I would say with any kind of service like that, if you can start with the free plan first, just like with Canva, I started with the free plan for the longest time. I then moved up to pro. Um, the more that, you know, I was in this business, I moved up to that, but I started, you know, with the free versions. And so Tish uses Restream and Ecamm. So thanks for giving that one out 
um, Tish, because that can give more people opportunities to go out and research these different ones. I did give you a shout out today. I did talk about Restream because someone was asking me specifically, could I list out some of the different platforms and could I recommend them? And I was like, well, my friend Tish recommends these. And I, I mentioned Restream and then I'm like, I recommend StreamYard, and then my other friend Anne, she recommends Zoom. And I'm like, we all have our own personal preferences, and it's what you like, your ease, and and just what you feel comfortable with, and what their services are. Um, and so yeah, so how do I use StreamYard? I went, I created that free account, and I tested it out, I tried it out, and I loved it. So that one was a good one. I got another email that said, okay, tell me more about Eventbrite. So that is coming off of, let me get my calendar because I don't want to get the line, uh, April. <laughs> Let's look. I knew it was, yeah, April 27th, but I wanted to make sure. <laughs> April 27th at four o'clock. So I'm going to be working all day, rushing home, and then setting that up for an event. So it's Self-Publishing Poetry 101, and it's going to talk about the behind the scenes of putting together your own poetry book and things to consider, questions to ask, platforms that you could, could research to use. And so that one is an Eventbrite because that's a place where people can go on, they can register. Eventbrite is free for me. Um, I do not charge for my events, so I'm not going to have to pay any type of surcharge or anything. And that's just a place where emails can be collected, tickets can be um, calculated, and I can have that place. I can share that out with people. But you can create a Facebook Live event, too. Or you can create a Facebook event and give an external link to maybe an, a, a Zoom meeting or a Google Meet meeting or whatever you're going to use. So you've got your options out there. So if you have your Facebook author page, you can build events on there. And so that's what I did. And I actually did a video about how I set up those events. And so the reason why I use that Eventbrite is because if somebody finds me out there in the world and they're checking it out and they're used to doing the Eventbrite programs, they can register there. I get their email address and then it becomes on my emailing list that I put into a spreadsheet. So I move everything over anyway because we had a problem. Sherry was getting things in her junk or spam or it was moving over to like a social. It wasn't going into her main primary email. So she was missing some information from the WWJ conference last year. And so Sherry's one of our WWJs now. We met her at the conference. So she told me her experience in real time while it was happening. I was sending her links through email. So I was like, uh-oh, maybe that's not the best place how to do the emails. So I pulled emails off from that day forward. And, um, and I probably just didn't push a button, to be honest. It's probably me. It's probably user error. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, I got my own system now because I got people signing up on different places. It works for me. Um, and so then I also go on Facebook. And on my Facebook page, I have that event set up. And it has the link. And once I get everybody's emails, the week of the event, I will send them, you know, all more information about how to join in on that. So that's why you tell me more about Eventbrite. I really like Eventbrite. So people can use maybe different ones too. Um, I've seen different ones floating around out there where people can collect uh, tickets and all that. So you can go out and research that. But just Eventbrite was the one that I saw another author use. I was like, oh, 
where is, where is this coming from? And it had Eventbrite on there. And then I was like, oh, I can go and research that. And so that's kind of how I fell into it too. Um, but I did make a whole video on how I set my author um, events online. What am I doing? And I showed the screens and I talked it through. And so that's the good thing about making these videos and you know, making them live so then I could talk to you guys right now. Or if I'm making them and I'm recording them, I'm not putting them up. Like if it's a, if it's like just a kind of like a modeling and a show, um, some kind of tutorial. If I'm doing that, they're there. And then I can always reference back to them. And I can tell that person, oh, yeah. So remember that part when I said this? If you need me to clarify in there, I can make a separate video just for Eventbrite. And, um, and we talk through it, through the emails. But that video, I can now share out to other people, like right now, and say, oh, if you want more information about how I do it, go check that one out. And so I've went through all of the questions um in my messy journal so i just want to tell you guys uh thanks for reaching out asking questions uh, following the podcast uh hanging out with me um i really appreciate you guys and i've got to head off um last day of work tomorrow before spring break and let the writing begin all right guys have a blessed night and i will talk with y'all later Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. The Writing Warriors for Jesus are excited to announce we'll be having two free writing conferences this year. The WWJ Youth Summit will be held on May 22, 2021, and our Writing Warriors for Jesus Writing Conference will be August the 6th and 7th. Please join us during our live streams, where we'll be talking about Jesus and writing all day. All sessions will be live from YouTube and Facebook. You don't have to register to attend, but registration allows the Writing Warriors for Jesus to collect your email in order to draw door prizes during the event and send you emails of conference information. You can follow us at Jesus Writing on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our conference news. Hope to see you there. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.